0: hey, Jim, look around the room right now. Everyone is here because of you. The moment I heard those words, it changed everything for me. And yet, it changed nothing. Because I truly am what I always felt I was. I'm the connector. That clarity is what brings me to you and what drives this show, the Remote Start Podcast. Here, I connect my lifelong passion for bringing people together with my love of business and branding in hopes that these talks might better connect your community with what your company is all about. So let's figure out your brand. Let's figure out the target audience you want to serve and how we can use these two things to create an incredibly strong community for your business. I'm your host, Jim Doyon. Let's get something started. What is up, Remote Star Nation? Let's get something started. I'm Jim Doyon, and I wanna welcome you to another episode of Remote Start. Remote Start Nation, on this episode, we're gonna be talking about connecting with your community, but making sure you're secure when doing so. We'll be covering the topic of cybersecurity, and then we're also gonna be touching on subjects like venture-backed business versus bootstrapping. And to do so, I'm bringing in Hasiba Awan. He is the owner of Fondly Secure Mobile, a company that works with ultra high net worth individuals on their mobile security. Hasib has also been featured on New York Times, TechCrunch, Wall Street Journal, and Hulu, just to name a few. This isn't his first business. Hasib has also previously co-founded one of the largest Bitcoin ATM networks. We hear a lot of cybersecurity. We hear a lot about attacks, but is this something that as business owners we're giving enough attention to. I know for me, I think it's something I can work on more, but let's find out from Haseeb himself and see what's right for you. So with that said, Haseeb, welcome to the Remote Start Podcast. Uh, thank
1: you, Sam, Jim, for having me on the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we haven't talked about cybersecurity on the, on the podcast before, and not to mention, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about your business journey, and uh, learn a lot from you on, you know, bootstrapping versus also, you know, getting funding and, and everything else that comes with building a brand. So with that said, tell us more about what you do and how you got started on your
1: journey. Uh, so as you mentioned in the topic, we, are, we provide secure cell phone services to ultra high net for individuals. And people with sensitive information like celebrity, uh, movie stars, you know, like athletes. So we work with we are a mobile provider. They don't walk into stores randomly. They walk into Verizon stores and say, "I want to have a connection." They come to companies like us, and we basically take care of their mobile security. Uh, their needs are different. Their risk profile are different. And that's all we do. Uh, the reason I got started was because I'm an ordinary person, but my cell phone was hacked four times, and I realized wow. that whenever you go into a store, they have absolutely no idea that what this person needs are, you know. It's like, uh, think about like, you know, you have a specific, you go to like general practitioner for all kind of your health issues. Same doctor for everything. You're specialist for it. So we are specialists for security. You know, uh, we are not a pharmacist, right? Like, you know, we basically yeah. do with a specific amount of people because we know what the risk profile is. And what I realized was there is no service that cater to those communities. So they either have to figure out everything by themselves. But we said, why don't we just take care of something that is pocket, which is a cell phone. So we become specialized in that. And we don't deal with a lot of clients. We deal with a very niche clients. And uh, we just make sure that they never get hacked. And so with that said, how, like, let's jump
0: right into cybersecurity and cell phones. So how did you get hacked four times?
1: Uh, so if you, gym, like, you know, if you have Verizon, just to give an example, I'm just picking up a random number. Uh, the person on the store, he has access to everything that you have. He can access your call logs. He can change your plan. So I'm just giving you a random example of SimSopic, which is a very common attack. I say, man, Jim, I can probably get your name online. I can find out how you look like, and I can make a fake ID. Or what I can do is I can do a social engineering and call uh, someone in the store and say, I lost my phone. Can you transfer the SIM card to your phone? Right? Mm. And what they will do is they will transfer a SIM card to me. So They will issue me a new SIM card. It's either through social engineering, but also through bribes people in the store get bribed. So they will post online on Craigslist that, hey, I want to, if you want someone having for record, I'll sell it to you. But they will charge like anywhere between $200 to $2,000. So if I say I need access to your call record, I can actually pay someone get your call record. You know? Wow. Uh, yeah. And But more than that, what happened is that I can actually say, transfer this number to me. So they will transfer the SIM card to me and they'll say, oh, Jim walked into a store or Jim called me up or whatever that was. And I just gave him I just transfer the name because he says everything is, everything checks out. So, what happened if you lose your phone? You just call them up You say, What's your mother maiden name? Or what's your date of birth? What's your last stage of the security number? This is a random thing, right? You can find that information yeah. anywhere. And they transfer the phone. The next thing I do is I actually go into your email account and do a password reset because that's connected to your telephone number. Once I connect that, then I get into email account. So, we have a software running. People have software running. They get into an account, they see which accounts, which bank accounts you have. And based on those bank accounts, they will actually just uh, drain your accounts. So they'll steal everything in your account within minutes. And before you wake up in the morning, everything is gone from your accounts because there was an unauthorized transfer. Uh, and then they will take all their business secrets and then they try to extort money from you in the future. So if you talk to anyone, they will just say, I'll just release everything that you have. All right? So you can't even go to the law authority, legal authority. Um and sometimes they just blackmail you because they found something on you. They'll, if you don't do that. I just blackmail you. And wow. so that's what we protect against. So that was a risk that happened to me full time. Luckily, I was, they didn't get into a lot of stuff, but they took away my sleep. Okay. I wasn't able to sleep because, like, think about it. Um, and I say this to everyone you imagine you leave your house and when you come back, there's a note on your desk. I was here. Yeah. Right. Scary. It happens carry, right? So it was happening the same. My cell phone, right? My cell phone will get disappear every every few few months, and uh, they were not get but they were trying to hack me into my all accounts. So it's very difficult there. Even if you get like a password reset um, attempt every day, you know it's very difficult for you to uh, sleep because no, someone's trying to hack you. Yeah. You know? So uh, so this was in my so I could let's take this problem for myself, and. I realized this is a for a lot of people. And since then, we've been growing so far.
0: So what was the first step in starting your business when you said, okay, I want to I create this for myself so I don't get hacked anymore? There's a business out there that a lot of people need this and they don't realize
1: it. What were some of the first things that you did to start this business? So first of all, do you have interest in this, right? Because this is, what What does it do? So I did it for myself, personally. I was the user number one. Uh, but my main question was that, is there a need for that? You know, would people pay for it? Because a lot of people in America are nice. So they, if I come to Jim, Jim, this this is the best idea. You know, everyone wants it. And I said, Jim, would you pay for it? Oh no, you know, I will not be able to pay for it. Yeah. You know, so you have a lot of friends who will encourage you, but it's, uh, there's a very famous quote. You can make your clients friend faster than you can make your friends your clients. You know, oh, so, so people stupid. will say, man, yeah, the people will say, people at your dinner table will support you. They will be there when you offer barbecue. But when you offer for business, they will disappear, you know. So I ask people, would you like to pay for it? And if yes, I have, uh, you have to pay online. And so start, a lot of people start paying for it. Uh, so in the first week, I think we got like a seven-eight clients who said, you want to pay for it. And then one guy got hacked, pretty famous guy. Um, And he reached out to me that my cell phone got hacked. It was, I think, middle of the night, like maybe two o'clock, something like that. So I was able to get the number back from the hacker. And uh, so he said, the hacker was trying to, and that's where I said there's a need for it. So he said, thank you for saving my life. And I realized this is a big problem. So I put my number in my profile online. And I said, if anyone get hacked, call me up. So I started getting um, calls randomly. And yeah, that's that's how we we uh we start get started. Uh and I said like we were able to we got lucky in a way that we were able to get client faster. So we don't have people. We just say, hey Jim, on a scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about mobile security? Right? So I, I just want to ask you, like random, just so people can understand how to validate a business. Yeah, I mean before. I, I would say i It's up there.
0: Like I mean, it's it, internet security. Security to me, my phone. Like it's it's definitely up there on, uh, you know, close to a ten.
1: Yeah, close to a ten. Okay, so uh, if it's close to ten, how much are you willing to pay on top of your current cell phone plan for you to, to for yourself to be secured? Right. It's a, yeah. It's a good question. Okay, right. Yeah. So uh, I, I just I just want to ask, like you know, because this is very useful for in a business because a lot of time we don't ask questions. You know. Right. And, and so I ask people and they will say, someone say, okay, I'll pay $0 because I believe my cell phone company should protect me. I said, that's like, you know, you never get a, uh, you never lock your car because you believe cops should protect you, right? Um, or right. you don't do anything because I believe everybody. So so these were the things that were critical for me. And then third thing is, if it's $25, just to, and then, how soon are you going to take an action if I come with a solution, right? Uh, is it something you would write right away? Is it something that you would have to ask your spouse? Is it something that you have to ask your like you know uncle? You know, is it something that you have to do? So, so based on that, we basically start like three qualification questions, and uh, these were very helpful to me because I was able to find out okay, if you're willing to move right now, this is a credit card link. Can you pay right now? Yeah, you know, because if they don't want to pay right now, then this means that I don't have the product that they need. You
0: know, so. So in that exercise and going through and asking these questions, is that when you, from a branding perspective and, and trying to figure out your perfect customer, is that when you started to go after ultra high net worth individuals as your perfect customer?
1: Yeah, because I believe that number one, uh, so you always think about like, you know, um, I said if you want to be cheaper, you have to be cheaper than Walmart, right? If yeah. you can't beat Walmart and Costco, you cannot make money. You know, and they will beat you out. Like, that's the difficult. So what we said was, companies sell you one thing. If you go for average plan, they'll give you, I'll give you um, a cheaper plan. The only thing they'll address, I'll give you an iPhone. I'll give you this thing. I'll give you Netflix. Right? So I said, what if person, you don't have to compete on that game. This is not the level frame. We said, we'll give you one thing. That's security. Right. Because when I was looking for a solution, I was looking for a security. That's fit. Yeah, you know, so alternate network they have money, they are at risk, and I had a lot of friends who were ultra high network because I was in crypto, so, so that made a lot of sense for me to be in that market. And then we said, that, "Hey, man, we are not for everyone. Like, you know, if you go for everyone, we'll just fail. So, like, I'll give you an example. We are offering a product for lawyers. So we say we are only offer to merchant acquisition lawyers in Florida, not anyone else at all. So yeah. first of all, criteria." this is a margin acquisition lawyer and uh, they lived in Florida. We asked them these two questions and then we'll probably recruit 50 people. And then based on that, we'll just see if this product works or not. You know? So a lot of it is first doing that research, really niching in on the customer
0: persona and then asking the right questions. So then you could come
1: to, to the market, correct? Because we ask them, hey, like, you know, like, uh, we have a product. Like, you know, what would be your biggest challenge? So It's a very common challenge that you may say, J- Jim may say, I don't know you, right? I don't trust you. I trust Verizon. Verizon has been long enough. I don't trust you. You should be around for tomorrow. Your business may shut down tomorrow. That's a valid answer, yeah. right? And why should I trust you? You know, uh, so it could be, hey, I don't have a problem right now. So there's going to be a lot of challenge people. The only time that you have to take someone serious when they pay you you yeah. know, till they have to take out their credit card. Before that, it's like window shopping, you know? So, uh, you know, people do, it's like card kicking and you know, you don't get real research. So if you do a research, you to people and uh, obviously there's some connection there. So you say, hey man, if I don't deliver what i said, I'll give you your money back. So I'm not even a fan of trial accounts. Uh, like yeah. on a company, we don't give trial accounts. We just say, hey man, if you don't like you, we'll give you money back after 60 days. And we have a so if you don't trust like, you know, if you weren't concerned, you have six months to do a chargeback. Right? Yeah. I'll write down you can do charge back anytime. You know, if you don't like the service, you know, what's the worst thing? This is my personal number, take it and I'll be there. So it has a certain bit of personal clout as well. But ultimately, yeah. um, you know, what what happened is that you just keep on building your uh, brand and we just say, We are not for you. If I come to your gym, you're not for us. Like, you know, do you fit in the portfolio? If I come to say, hey, we deal with gyms in XYZ area who works in branding. That's all we do. Yeah. The more you can connect with people and more closer you are, people want to go to that. And a lot of people say that, hey, man, um, you, why should I not trust, trust Verizon? I said, do you, when you're too small, I said, no, we're not be exclusive. We're not small, we're exclusive, right? You don't want everyone to wear like slip uh, pite or you don't want everyone to, right? You yeah. know, you, you, when you buy like, a, you want to have a steak, you don't go to like a, or a coffee, you don't go to McDonald's, you go to like a French coffee store in the city. You know, you want gelato, you don't go to like a Walmart to buy ice cream. So we are special, that's why we're exclusive. And it's perfectly all right if we are not for you. Because we are not for everyone, we're only for the specific people. So I'll guide you on how to be secure without using my service. So that is where you build a kind of a trust about like, you know, uh, how do you work? Because we work with a lot of people who are not our customer, but we teach them how to be secure. Yeah. You know, and we just say, hopefully one day you'll become our client when you need more security. But right now you're not on the right fit for us. Um, So this is, this is kind of a, and it helps us too. Like for me personally, it helps us because we can work with a smaller amount of clients and give them better service uh, rather than working with a uh, bigger amount. Like I'll i give you a number. Like we have a 98% retention rate. Wow. So you're giving people that, we will
0: give you your money back if it doesn't work. And 98% of the people that use your product
1: keep it. 98% of people keep it, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, after one year, right? So, I'm talking about one year, not even monthly. I'm just saying anyone who joined in the last three years, only like two percent people have left since we started. And most people who died, people who left the country, people who had the issues, are, uh, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, so, this, this is pretty much what we do, right?
0: That's a really good lesson in, in branding in general is finding out your niche understanding your client and giving them exactly what they're they're looking for and not trying to just appeal to everyone and you've done that really well now i imagine in 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 your business this isn't your first business you started you you know and and i'm sure you've learned lessons along the way let's talk about you know what you were doing before you started afani and and really figure out like okay what did you learn from your last business how has it changed here?
1: Uh, so I'll give you my, my, my quick background. I was born in Pakistan. Uh, we had a website there. Uh, it was about car, cars, like auto trader, right? People would buy and sell cars. And uh, it went to almost five million clients and users. And we, I, I left the country. I, I moved to Canada to study. Uh, but I learned that we were into passion. People who have cars, they are passionate, right? Yeah. And whenever there's six cars standing, like, you know, even whoever you are, if you see, see like six Ferraris standing anywhere, your head will turn and you'll get attracted to that group. Like, that's the thing, right? This is the thing. Um, so we started with that and we were really passionate about cars. I really wanted it to be done. So when I moved to Canada, I started, I bought some Bitcoin back in 2013, you know, and Bitcoin was growing up and it was really difficult to get by Bitcoin at that time. Right now everyone knows that, but at that time, people were actually walking to a store. They were like Craigslist of, for Bitcoin. you will meet up with someone, like really sketchy stuff, or you will send like, you know, envelope to some people uh, outside the country and mail it. People are physically mailing cash, right? Wow. And, and so I, so we decided that why don't we just set up a chaos that you can walk up to and buy, like, you know, Bitcoin? It's a simple problem, uh, right. nothing else. And our goal was simple buy, sell Bitcoin within 60 seconds. Wow. You know, 60 uh, seconds, we, we said you could get a Bitcoin. And uh, we kept on growing that, right? Like we didn't, uh, went with other currencies. We said, this is what we, we are going to do. And we got acquired last year. We had like, I think 10,000 locations, uh, over half a million clients and processing over a billion dollars per year. Wow. And, and uh, so what we learned is that number one is that there was a theory that for any star of celebrity to survive, they need thousands, celib- they need thousands of super fans. That's all they need, you know. If you have a, a thousand fans, you can probably charge them like maybe hundred dollars. That's hundred thousand dollar per year, per year, and that's like hundred thousand dollar for you, right? Uh, yeah. Which is double the average income, right? So how do you find thousand people? You know, so one is you work with one client and basically they give you a lot of money, or you work with a lot of clients who pay you less of money. So my thinking has been that do one thing but do it really well. Uh, like in our case, um, when we were trying Bitcoin, we would just say we'll do one thing. Now we could have sold gift cards on the same machine. You know, we could have sold like, you know, uh, airline tickets. I'm just saying we could have done multiple things on the same machine because it's the hardware. Right. You know, buying Bitcoin is not different from buying gift cards, same formula, same everything. But the thing is, when you monopolize a specific niche, it's very good. Like I'll give you an example like you want to buy a coffee, you know, you want to go to a coffee shop that you want to buy something most of the time. That's where you will be able to, uh, buy the most amount of money, like have the best experience, right? You want to eat Vic, you want to McDonald's to buy a steak, right? You have like, you know, nice kind of a burger. You go to a burger shop, you know, yeah. it's a joint shop, right? Like, you know, uh, what I think is that uh, if you have, whatever comes in people's mind when they hear about your brand first, that's what your brand is. When you're over right. to Walmart, it's cheap. Yeah. You know, you hear about Costco, it's bulk, right? Uh, you hear about like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a ranger over like guy in a suit, right? So yeah. that's like, so it it all depends on what people associate with you. you know? And the way for you is to, uh, we think about that, hopefully in the next five years, people say, Who, who's building a funny for internet? You know, who's like, you know, you have like Uber for this, Uber for this, Uber for this. So we yeah. say, Ideally, this should be good. People should refer us that who's building this for Ifani for security. So we become like a synonymous with security, you know? I love and, it. And if you have one thing in your hand, like if you have to run right now, you'll run with your cell phone before you even pick up your shoes, you know? Uh, yeah. And if we can establish trust with one thing, that can actually open up a lot of gates for us. You know, like you may want to look at other. That's why Apple is such a strong brand. Because we use computers and this is something that you spend 10 or 12 hours a day with. Um, so in terms of branding, what I've seen is that the less you do, the more it is. Tell, explain that one a little bit more to me. Um, I'll give you a simple, like look at uh, logos. Let's start with logos, like, you know, look at Stripe logos, pretty simple Stripe. Square logo is pretty simple, you know. Yeah. Uh, what happened is that sometimes we actually do everything for everyone, Yeah. you know, and that become a challenge for a lot of people is because uh, as a business owner, if I'm opening like a steak restaurant, steak should be for everyone, you know, but it's not for everyone. I'll give you an example. Uh, first of all, you have to be non-veg. So a lot of people are vegetarian, so you have to lose those people, right? Yes. Uh, then who basically eats steaks? It's between like a specific age to specific age, right? Uh, if it's not halal, it's not kosher, you exclude a lot of community too, right? So you say, okay, man, it's only for people who eat this and this kind of meat. It's expensive. Steaks are generally expensive. So you look at what's the price point you're targeting? Who can afford that meal? Who can afford like a $200 steak? So the more you become, the branding becomes according to that. Yeah. You know? Um, So uh, this is, I think, so the less is that, uh, less is more is like, you know, the more the less people you want to serve, and the more clear you are, so you serve steak to um, people who make over $80,000, live in zip code, right? And uh, that's about it, right? Like, you know, that's the very thing. Uh, yeah. like, I don't know how many girls would like to go out on a girl night out to eat steak, you know, <laughs> but pretty common that men, men boys will like to go out and have a steak dinner, you know? Right. So then you look at, okay, what wine should go with the steak? You know, what beer should go with the steak. You know, what I'm saying is then you everything inside the house is a, like a brand. You don't want to have like a fashion and TV subscription in the steakhouse. You know, right. you should have. So I'm just saying that if you include a a very, if you work on like a very specific niche, it's really good for you. Uh, like, you know, you may not go to a steakhouse if Kim Kardashian is advertising it. You know, but you may do it if it's a rock is eating the steak. Yeah, You know, because that's how relation works in branding. Uh, so less is more is that if Fani was doing everything for everyone, like, I agree now, like we don't provide hardware devices to anyone. We just say buy it from Apple Direct. We don't do that. It's not our business. You know, right. we don't give Netflix. We don't give you this. We say we only give you one thing, security. That's it. You want security to come to us. You don't want security. Don't come to us. We'll guide you on what you need.
0: Um, and and, and that, right now, that focus, right now for you, that focus is on cell phones. But that's in the future, as you said, the focus is going to be on, on internet and and cell phones and just security in general with with devices. Is that it?
1: I think the focus are only on communicate, uh, like securing people communication, okay, whatever way, shape, or form it is. Like you want to communicate with us, anyone. That's how we secure. So it could be IoT in the future, because in the future, what's going to happen is that. Um, your car will have all autopilots and everything. So Mm. if you're traveling from one place to another place, no one should know your location because someone can technically intercept your car location just by having a SIM card number. So now you and I would be simple, but what about if the tank is going from here to like Bakerfield to Los Angeles? Yeah. You know, know, there must be, they need to track like how states can attack it. And the next war would not be uh, like a proper war. It could be like a cyber attack. Like why do you need to go into a country if, while you can just destroy them communication-wise? Then one thing I have to bring down would be communication. So you cannot talk to anyone. You cannot communicate. Right. You and, and everything goes down. If you look today, there was like, you know, I think airlines could not fly today. I don't know if you heard the news, like airlines could not fly today because of some glitch in the system. Wow. So what happened in Southwest last month, right? So yeah. first of all, you want to bring down, you just want to focus on the communication. If they can't communicate to each other, everything goes down. Yeah. And and so our goal is, can we make a safe communication? That's about it.
0: And is that something that you feel is, is that an attainable? Is that going to take a lot of resources? Is it something that
1: you feel you're prepped to do? Well, um, we're prepped to do, it will take resources. Do you have the resources? Absolutely not, right? Because it's a massive thing. It's like a... Um, cyber security is ever evolving, you know, we may be, um, it's one of the most curious thing in, in the world in a way that, um, you're as good as you are yesterday or something like that, right? Like tomorrow yeah. attack, attack vector can change, you know, yeah. tomorrow, like, you know, we may be attack against Russia, but what if can we attack, can we save you against China too? You know, cause they may mm. come up with the different exploits, you know, they're constantly yeah. attacking with AI based attack, attacks are always changing. So. Uh, but our goal is, can we, at least from a branding point of view to begin with, is that whenever you think about our brand, it comes with secure communication. Remember the Blackberry right. days? People use Blackberry and the Blackberry will represent, okay, this person is a serious businessman. Yeah. Right? And if you look at Signal, if someone says Signal Me or something, that's like, you know, okay, I want to have focus on privacy. So our goal is, first of all, understand the needs of people. Uh, because chatting with cybersecurity and privacy, both of them is that, it's very difficult to change people's behavior. Uh, Like I'll give you an example, like you live in a rough neighborhood. And if I ask you to gym, wear a bulletproof vest every time that you leave house. It's not practical. You know, you're wearing a helmet and everything because you just want to chill, right? Uh, But at the same time, um, what can we do that you don't have to wear that, but still you're secure. So our thing is that what's the least amount of work that you have to do right now? to be more secure possible. And that's always a difficult task because you may want to watch Facebook on your phone, uh, but you don't want them to track it. Like you still want to watch TikTok videos, but you don't want them to share any information. You know? Yeah. So these are all, this is always tricky. And uh, then how do you not change people's behavior but at the same time providing them more security? Uh, is it achievable? It's not like a binary. It's not like zero to one. It's right. always going to be uh, a linear. You know, can we make you more secure today than you were yesterday? You know, are you well prepared for that? And uh, it's like weakest link. Are you the weakest link? Are you the most vulnerable that can be attacked today? So, and as long as we can um, track in, in our brand too, like if you look at any major innovation, it was it was mostly for night high network individuals. Like who will fly? Maybe hundred fifty years ago, hundred years ago, it was a luxury. Right now, we are flying as in there's nothing, you know. Yeah, Uh, horses used to be common; cars were very luxury things. Now horses are luxury, and cars are, you know, common. So, uh, so everything was built for like you know ultra high net worth individual. Like cell phones were very expensive. You start with those, and then you basically make that money, and you go into mass markets.
0: So what's What's one piece of advice that you can give to the remote start nation right now on being more secure with, with our phones?
1: Uh, so, cell phone security is like not a bigger problem. The only thing is, like, first of all, I'm getting family plans. Obviously, I'm biased, but family plans are always vulnerable. If you have a business to run, you should not put your daughter on the same plan. I know it's mm-hmm. lucrative, it's easy, but at the same time, your risk portfolio is different than your daughter's portfolio, right? So, uh, it's like, you know, you don't use the same computer because you're different people, you know? Yeah. And keep them separate. Because um, on average, if a mobile hack get hacked, I think the average cost is like $43,000, $44,000. And what I've read is that any business who had a data breach, they got a business within six months or something, you know? Uh, so, it's, it's, a, it's a very high cost. Secondly, just use like two-factor authentication. You know, like use like Authenticator, Google Authenticator, like Authy. And use the hardware yeah. key, and you the password manager. These are like three or four things like you have to just have to do, and we secure the 99.99% of people of the world. So literally takes half an hour, less than hundred dollars than cost, and you can avoid like a lot of things. The challenge with the cyber security is because not visual, people ignore it. If I ask you to like put a fence on your uh, house or like put a put a doorbell with a camera on your house, you may do it because you can visualize it, but cyber security. Uh, you don't realize it, so people take, not take it seriously. but not just to take it seriously, they also think that no one, I'm not important. Why would someone come after me? Right. right. But no, man, hackers do not discriminate. They will come after anyone who is a low risk cause that's the high ROI. Yeah. And, uh, and they will be attacking from all across the world. So why take risks? Like if you guys spend half an hour and get your security up to date, why not do it right away?
0: That's great advice. I want to change the the topic a little bit. We've talked a lot about security, but one thing with your three businesses that you've you've started and ran, you you have a background in both bootstrapping and venture. And I'd like to kind of talk about that a little bit and you know, hear your opinion and and how they differ and you know, how this business is is different from
1: the others. So a lot of people like, you know, like especially in 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 businesses, so they say that, "Hey man, oh, I need funding." to get started. Like Some things do require funding, right? You want to patent something that is like, you know, like next generation medicine, right? Or you want to build like a rocket. Obviously, they require funding. But a lot of businesses, you don't need funding. Uh, and people will say, oh, you know, like you can, um, um, I, I, in our business, like, you know, we frankly, um, in the beginning, like, you know, and I was running, but it was one stop till we got to like almost half a million dollars revenue. One person. And I recently moved to US, you know, I moved and I started the business after after a month. And uh, uh, and it was COVID time, people were very scared, like very hard for you to talk to anyone. And uh, so we started the business. So one thing is that venture back business totally different, uh, totally different thing. Uh, everyone think about, oh my God, like, you know, we hear about Uber and like, you know, Lyft and all those big things that you see. But behind those, like there are 99 for 99% people who are basically in shambles and no one hears about them anymore. It's more pressure. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we hear about Elon Musk, but how many Elon Musk exists there? You know? Uh so I'm I'm not a favor against anyone. I'm just saying that choose what you want. And yeah. people believe that a funding has to happen before you start a business. But ninety-nine I think 98 percent businesses do not have any really funding. They're bootstrapped in the US too. And they need to have a fancy office. No, you didn't need to have a fancy office. Um, so to summarize it, that it just depends on your lifestyle. I personally like profitable businesses. That's my style. You know, even if you have funding, uh, you can just use it to grow your business. Right. Uh, And you should be okay with, like, you know, personally I'm saying is that not every outcome has to be zero or one. You can have a really outcome too. Frankly, like if you make like $3, 4000000 million in in, in in like couple of like five ten years, that's a massive, and yeah. uh, and that is easy achievable at least in the US. As compared to you want to be a unicorn and say you know, I really want to be a unicorn. So um, so to summarize all of this is that all depends on your on a thing. Both are good, but both are bad too. Personally, I like bootstrapped, but even maybe a hybrid where you raise some money, but. Very little money to get started, but ultimately you keep on, grow business sustainably. Profitably, yeah. Profitably, yeah. Yeah. Sustainably, profitably, yeah.
0: So were your first two businesses bootstrapped or did you get capital?
1: First was bootstrapped. Second was capital.
0: And then this is Afani is uh, bootstrapped as well?
1: So this is profitable. This is kind of venture-backed in a way that we raise money from our clients. Right, but we run it as a bootstrap. So okay. We, our mentality is purely, reward. we like make a PNL every month, and we say that okay, you know, this client has to be sustainable. So we make decisions as in it has to be a bootstrap.
0: That's awesome. I like that
1: model. Yeah, so you can raise money anytime. You can tap into the money anytime, but basically it's replenish. So you think about that as as a loan that you took. Yeah. But on your own terms, so it's a bank in your in a company that you take money out from anyone, but you have to replenish it.
0: That's awesome. So what's, what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self looking back now at, at where you've grown, what you've been able to accomplish with your businesses and in your professional career? What's, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self?
1: I think take more risk. Now, it doesn't mean that you should basically crash your car and get it to UI, right? Uh, but it also means that, okay, you should start your business earlier on. Like, you know, don't get a corporate job. people people go for that. Now, sometimes there's a problem, but like, you know, if you can live on a mattress in San Francisco or anywhere where you can work with someone and optimize for learning till 30. Up till 30, uh, your goal should be to optimize for learning. You know, don't worry about money. And then plan yeah. properly. You know, like start planning earlier on. Like investing is very simple too. You can invest your time and effort, but take more risk. If you have a chance to make a 100x and the next, like, you know, in, in the first ten years of your career, go for it. And build your network. I love that. Where can the remote starting nation find you? Um I'm I'm pretty active on Twitter or LinkedIn. Uh, Asibauan. Okay. So it's Twitter.com slash Haseeb. And same if you can search my name, H E S W E B A W A N, you can find me somewhere. That you, platform is that you love
0: excellent. Uh Haseeb, what's in a closing statement, what's what's one piece of advice that, from everything we talked about today, that you want to make sure the remote start nation keeps in their mind and, and can learn from today?
1: Uh, I think uh, so. On cybersecurity, like it takes half an hour to secure exactly do it. You know, uh, don't like you know delay tomorrow because you may delay, but the hacker may will not delay. The moment he get a chance, he will come up to you. That's one thing. Excellent. Uh, and the second thing is, man, like just have invest invest in yourself, right? So, you know, keep, keep, uh, and yeah, that's about it, right? Invest in yourself and frankly, just be a better version of yourself. I know this is pretty simple to say. Just be a better, don't compare yourself with anyone. I love that. That's
0: great advice. With that said, Hasid, thank you so much for taking your time today and meeting with us. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I know you're very busy and uh, congrats on all your success and and thank you again for sharing what you've learned with the Remote Star Nation. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, with that Remote Star, we will talk to you soon. We'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, go start something. Go take 30 minutes, get secure. Listen to what Hasid said. Let's do this remote Start nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my passion of bringing people together through business and branding in hopes to connect you with your community. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Woodward Movement, the leader in brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. Check out our remotestartpodcast.com for more episodes and our social channels to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you build a strong community for your business. I'm Jim Doyon. Thank you for connecting.